Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ, rearranger. You feel my danger. Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock and Royal Oak, Michigan. You can find us at podcastdetroit.com. It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Happy Hump Day. It's not just Hump Day, by the way. It's also National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, that's a good day. <laughs> Seriously. I want to have a peanut butter and jelly Denise sandwich. and I had this discussion before. I should call her and see if she ever figured this out. But there are days for everything. Like, yes. You know, and yep. how does that happen? Like, I wonder how you get a day passed. That is a good question. I mean, there's I National Peanut National Butter Day. Rocky Day, I think. Oh, National Rocky <laughs> Day. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't think there would be many celebrators, but. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, speaking of important holidays, yesterday was one of my favorite days. Which was? It was Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Day. It's oh, a great day. I have fat. Fat day every day. Oh, I just love it. You do? Yeah, I love Fat Tuesday. 1,400 calories and a donut. And how many? 1,400? We don't need to talk about it. I mean, 1,400. But the weird part is, you call How much is in three donuts then? Because that's about how many I had yesterday. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah, just about. You know, know, it's so interesting because I never realized until I think you were performing in Hamtramck last year um, on Punchkey Day. Mm -hmm. And the lines of people. It's a very serious occasion. And, um, in Chicago, I think it was last year I read, they had 38,000 Poonchkis pre-ordered and 50,000, like they, they'd sold millions of Poonchkis. Oh like there gosh. wasn't even a, a number because there was in the Wait, millions. what are they? Are they Poonchkis? Poonchkis, yep. Oh, is Poonchkis. that how you pronounce it? Yep. Another word, a jelly-filled donut. Yes. Jelly-filled donut. I like the custard ones. Wow. Like hey, you know, they were doing cannoli ones this year. Oh, I missed out on those ones. So did you celebrate it yesterday then? Yeah. With three of them? Yep. Oh, I just, for you. like, it's, to me, it's just, it's more than that. Like I, cause you know, it, it's today's Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of Lent. I take it very seriously. Uh-huh. I, you know, I fast and, you know, last you year, do? yeah, last year and the year before I, I did vegan. I went completely vegan for 40 days or I, you know, I, oh, I always wow. give something up, but you yeah. know, it's just, what'd you give up this year? This year I am doing no processed foods and I'm going to do an all natural all natural diets. I'm not going to go vegan uh-huh. per se, but oh, wow, that sounds uh, yeah serious. So, well, with that, so I have some trivia prepared about my favorite day. So okay, okay. So are you ready for this, Jackie? Yeah, go ahead. I know I don't know anything your... about it. So okay, so Mardi Gras. I've got just a couple of little facts and trivia for you. Okay, okay. so Mardi Gras celebration originated. Um, from pre-occurring festivals in which cities? Is it Paris, Rome, or New Orleans? New Orleans. No. Oh. Rome. Really? Yep. It's a European Mardi Gras. is actually a French term, which we'll get to that. But Wait, but it started in Rome? It started in Rome. So it's so, Italian? How come I well, know it's, about it's Catholic. So it's a Catholic tradition. But um, a billion years ago, you know, a long time ago. I've never t- seen anyone at church with beads. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, so where'd it's, you get your facts from? It's, um, I actually got it from the History Channel, so oh, I know it's did? legit. Okay. Yeah, so no, it's um, when Catholicism became a thing in in Rome and Italy, um, the Roman Empire, the rulers at the time, took 
pre-existing festivals for fertility and spring and just instead of just oh. doing away with them altogether because they worship all their other gods, wow. gods they just turned it into Look at you. Yeah, so i got mm-hmm. all these things so the word the words mardi gras translate to is it a festival b fat tuesday or c ash wednesday Ash Wednesday. That Tuesday. Oh, Mardi Gras. This is, <laughs> well, I don't. You just told me it was a Catholic thing. It okay, is Okay, whatever. Catholic. Go ahead. So, okay. So then the first. So I'm 0 for 2. Yeah. So the okay. first Mardi Gras celebration took place in America in, is it A, 1699, B, 1837, or C, 1920? 1920. No, it was 1699. Oh, okay, that's enough of these games. You're bringing back the Denise <laughs> oh, date. I, well, you know what? Me. I did like our... So, no, I've got just just one more that's important. Poonchkis on Fat Tuesday are a tradition that was started by what nationality? Is it German, Polish, or Turkish? I thought you said French. Poonchkis, Oh, though. Polish, Polish. Polish. Okay, the, you got that one. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I wish, where's Woo! our Bella? You got yeah. one out of... Where's the Bella? We I'm, threw the Bella I'm out. just going to... Um, Oh, gosh. Do away with that. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk about something else like uh, Third Man Records this past yeah. weekend, huh? Yeah. Whoa. So I know you went down there. JT, did you go down there? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I didn't go down there either. But the lines, was it? Yeah, what, it was What crazy. we saw in the news? Yeah. So we, we drove past. We were going to go. And um, we we figured, because we knew um, that people stayed the night. People camped yeah, out camped overnight. Out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought, we'll go, you know, after the first few hours, but before... You know, the evening, you know, we figured it go crazy at night. So yeah. we went like around four or five o'clock and it was still lines wrapped around the building. So unbelievable. Yeah. Now, I we went to Third Man Records when it first opened. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, been but, there. Yeah. yeah. But now got it's got my T-shirt on. Actually, yeah, I do. Right I know. So. I, know I, said, I like your shirt. <laughs> uh, but now the pressing plant, which is so cool. Yeah. It's state of the art. Uh, and it, it's so interesting because. I learned a lot about um, albums. You know, we collect them. Yeah. I mean, we collect yeah. them because we decorate our, our pizzeria with it. It's yeah. a music, music-themed, music uh, inspired pizzeria. And so we have vinyl records all over the walls. But, you know, I was l- looking up because it seems like more stores are popping up. Yeah. Record, vinyl record sales um, are at an all-time high right now. Wow. Um, you can see- buy records. Too. You can buy record players now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and but crazy. Um, CDs, you know, mm-hmm. the, they're obsolete. The, yeah, well, yeah, the, they're uh, the sales are down, obviously, but yeah. but the albums have gone way up. And what they're saying is, it's it's not older people that are buying them; it's younger people. It's people under thirty, yeah, that are buying them. But um, and it's really interesting because there's a holiday called Record Store Day. Seriously? How yeah, cool this is, is actually really cool. It started, um, well, actually, the idea came up in 2007 with a group of um, independent record mm-hmm. uh, owner, store owners, mm-hmm. and um, they were having a conversation with a, a producer named uh, Michael Kurtz, and they were brainstorming how to revive the uh, record stores, how to help the, that wow. business. And somebody else brought up the idea of having a record store day. So the whole intent was to help the record stores out. Well, that is what they're saying has revived the um, vinyl records. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? And so it's once a, it's once a year and now it's worldwide. Um, this year it's going to be April 15th and it's a big event. And uh, how cool. Yeah, that? isn't that oh, cool? I'm definitely gonna have to so April fifteenth is also tax day. So like, if you're oh, really, uh, <laughs> if you're ready, you know, if if that day's not a good day for you, go hang out in an independent in a record, record store. store because, wait a minute, uh, that's, the, that's the same date. It's gonna be you know, April fifteenth cool. is the day before Easter too this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is the day before Easter. <laughs> Easter. Is it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This is um, uh, worldwide. And Earth Day and, is that um, week too. Oh yeah, I did see that. That's that Wednesday, if I'm right. I think it's the nineteenth. You know, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. But um, this is just kind of an interesting fact about vinyl records, because you you think, you know, you see them at garage sales and everything else, which I wonder now if you're going to if people are going to start holding on to them, realizing that, you know, uh, these are back. But uh, the founder of one of the founders of the record store day said that the reason that um, he believes that kids are young adults Mm -hmm. under 30 are purchasing these records. And I'm going to quote him is he said 
it allows them to have a sort of psychic connection to the artist. Wow. So isn't that kind of cool? That is really cool. That is really, really Yeah, I I thought that was a pretty interesting fact. And so on Saturday, April 15th, all around the world, all these uh, independent record stores are going to have big events. They'll have musicians playing. How cool. Um, It's a big celebration. Is this the first first year or is that no 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 the idea has been going the, for a while the, oh, wow. the brainstorming was in 2007 but it actually the first one took place in 2008 oh how cool so yeah so it's you know like a 10 year celebration right now from when the idea first yeah. surfaced the I other see. thing that they they're saying is that uh celebrities big big time musicians celebrities will be releasing yeah, uh, you know uh, their music's yeah i'm i'm vinyl how cool and they'll be released on april 15th yeah. That's cool. And I know at the Third Man Records, you like I could go have my music pressed. That's the yeah. other thing I heard too. Really, so really cool. yeah, it's not just for national labels. No, you I, could pay to go have your, your to have your Yeah, do you have to buy pressed? a certain I would imagine you'd have to buy a certain amount, right? They can't I don't really know. I'm sure they probably have different things. If you want to have one song press, I'm sure they could probably do it. Well, listen, how um, cool would it be instead of having a CD release party have to a have record. a vinyl oh, record so cool. party? Yeah, I think it's really cool. <laughs> So anyway, what else? That is so cool. Well, okay. So I don't know. Um, you don't watch The Bachelor, do you? Uh, Olivia does. So once in a while, I yeah. do have it on. They are on 21 seasons. Oh, gosh. Are well, look, really? I, I just seen the Dance of the Stars is coming out this month. Yeah. You know who's on it? Who? Mr. T. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Dancing with the Stars. The Stars he's going to be on this month. Oh, It'll be the gosh. 24th season. That's crazy. And they're grabbing. Oh, I'm trying. I have to... a hard time watching um The Bachelor. I can't, I can't watch I it. I can't stand watching those girls just the... so desperate. And really, come on! After two weeks or three weeks, you're in, you're in love, love and I you're know, crying, so and it's it's like, come on! No, I can't watch either. But I do watch on. So Bachelor's on Monday, and on Tuesday on Snapchat they have a Bachelor watch party. Okay. And so, but in the people that they have, so they have. They videotape these people watching and they put clips up of the show and they kind of comment on it. And it's so funny. So um, so I follow The Bachelor through Snapchat. So that's okay. the only way. So I, I watch The Bachelor watch party on Tuesdays and it's I love it. So um, so Corinne, who like in every season, they have like a designated crazy girl. So uh-huh. who always makes it just a little too far. Yeah. Like you're kind of questioning yeah. The Bachelor Bachelorette. Yeah. So. She got kicked off. Okay. This last week. So there was a lot of drama and it was just, oh, you've got to watch well, it. Thank you for not being on it. Just stick with <laughs> music. Okay. You'll find love one day if oh, you gosh. haven't already. And I'm sure I'm you probably, already, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. So listen, we have a, a very important person yes. that we're going to uh, get on the phone with us calling from Arizona. Yep. So this is our favorite segments called What's the Wish? What's the Way? And What's in the Way? And, um, there is dollar shines. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we are going to uh, we're going to get her on the phone. Get her on and, the phone. Um, so um, this is Susan Michelson. Wait, should we wait till we get her on the phone so she can hear your intro? Well, yeah, we're going to wait to get her on the phone, but we're just going to give people a little insight. So um, she was the manager for Dick Wagner, and we are going to play um, his song because they have a big event coming up, and we're going to play "Remember the Child" while we get her on the phone. All right, and we'll explain why shortly. Daddy, take my hand 
Tell me what I've done so bad EFG, I wonder Why are you so mad? All right. That was just a um, a teaser right now. We're going to a little taste of Dick Wagner. We're going to end the show with that song today because it goes with our segment. So our guest today is an entrepreneur and businesswoman whose diverse musical background eventually led her to become the business partner and and manager of the late Dick Wagner, the maestro of rock, as they call him. With an in-depth experience in both music the music industry and business, she has worked with many iconic artists such as Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and Mary Wells, just to name a few. She met the late Dick Wagner in 1977, and in 2004, he approached her to become his business partner and manager that resulted in a 10-year partnership. However, the story is just starting. She is the founder and producer of the Dick Wagner Remember the Child Memorial Fund, which raises money for music therapy programs. On March 24th, the third annual Dick Wagner Remember the Child Memorial Concert will be at the Motor Center Casino. So we want to welcome to the show, Susan Michelson. Welcome. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for joining us and giving us your time. We're so excited to um, talk about the event. And um, just after, well, I mean, we've met you before, Susan, and um, Rocky and I also had the pleasure of meeting Dick Wagner. Uh you know, uh, several years ago. And um, so it really, after doing our more research, it, it's just amazing all the things that, um, you know, that he's done, how he's used his talent for different charities um, and your involvement with all that, too. So we're very excited. Let's start off with talking about the big event on March 24th. Yes, it's um, it's going to be at Motor City Casino in the soundboard venue, which is exquisite uh, state-of-the-art venue. And um, it's, uh, we have Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad. We have Susie Quattro, who you yes. many may remember primarily from Happy Days when she was uh, Leather Tuscadero, but she also was the first uh, female bass player to get a oh. big record only wow. 15 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's quite monumental. In fact, she's right now on tour at a sold-out tour all over Australia, wow. even now, uh, many years later. And um, she's coming uh, with her, and she's a hometown girl from right. Michigan, and she's coming with her sisters, the Pleasure Seekers. They were all hugely popular in the uh, late 60s and 70s, and it's exciting. She's actually flying herself in especially to be here for wow wow concert yeah she's beautiful from england she's flying in from england and um we have kip winger from the band winger we have uh gorgeous tremendous talent marianne cotton flying in from denmark he's um uh, the new generation of shock rock and a beautiful soul and we have just an incredible group of artists we actually have 30 artists people in our concert have played with uh, not only Dick Wagner, most of them, but also with uh, Kid Rock, Kiss, Alice Cooper, Edgar Winter, Johnny Winter, Mitch Ryder. Right. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible show. It, it's, uh, people will love it. And the fact when we've done this concert now twice before, the comments are like, this is the best concert of my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I, I've read the reviews. In fact, even um, even Doug Podell said, um, I read something that he said about it, that it was uh, of all the years that he's been involved in different events, this was the by far the best. It, it's just um, a monumental, thrilling, and musically and personally for everybody. It just is uh, all love. What, tell love. us how it started. Well, when uh, Dick and I were uh, working together, I, as his manager, as you mentioned, and business partner, we did a lot of projects for charity. We did them for the homeless. We did it for abused women and children. We did a lot of projects for children and the veterans. Um, And one of them was a big project for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, where we did a, Dick wrote a song and uh, produced about 75 rockers 
together at once for um, uh, a beautiful song to raise money for St. Jude. And um, he passed away only about a year later. And um, when he did, I knew I had to continue his legacy. Then in the 1990s, he had a foundation called the Remember the Child Foundation. So I um, formed a new fund in that name, the Dick Wagner Remember the Child Memorial Fund, and uh, decided he needed, I wanted to do a tribute memorial concert to him and also give all the money to children. Um, And it was such a success that we decided to keep doing it. And this is now our third concert. Right. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. So are you, are you originally from Michigan or where, where are you from? Is I'm it? actually from New York. Oh, wow. Lived, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what made him, because I know he also did things for, um, for the vets, like guitars for vets, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. has, has yes. he, because the, the things, I, I remember when I, first met Dick Wagner and, and heard of him, you know, the things that you would hear about him were things like le- legendary guitar player, award winning author, um, just, you know, incredible songwriter. Um, but there's this whole other side to him too, with all the charities, like the why were those things so important to him? Were there ties to any of these things? Um, what, what, no. <laughs> He loved giving back, and um, he understood the value of celebrity in um, bringing people together to raise money to help others. And um, he, he was, if you just, if I said to him, oh, okay, um, we're going to do this event, would you write a song for kids? And he, okay. And he would just write a song and then make it happen and then donate it to the children. He just loved giving back, and uh, he was proud of it and enjoyed it. Wow. wow. So he, had, he also was um, the ambassador for hydrocephalus, which he did suffer from. It was um, a condition of water on the brain, and it was undiagnosed for many years. And uh, when they did diagnose it, they gave, he had two brain surgeries to, wow. to fix it. And so he also represented them to help call attention wow. to that. It's just amazing. It's amazing. And, and it's fantastic that you're continuing this. Now, is Detroit the only city that this event takes place in? At this point, it is. We may eventually roll it out, but it, it's hard to get every artist together more than once a year. And, and these, these artists volunteer their time. It's so generous and, and loving of them. So um, putting this together is we do it in Detroit because Dick was a Saginaw. Right, guy, he and he played. Uh, he became legendary as a youth, playing all over Michigan. And so, this is where we have a, a base that we want to please and share with. Right now, um, people can can people. They, I know they can purchase tickets, and you can get tickets at www.dwrtc.org org slash tickets. And that link is up on the Nooner page as well. Um, now, can people just c- show up or, or are there tickets at the door? Yeah. Or do you need to get the tickets ahead I, of time? I can't tell you that for sure because okay. we always sell out, but um, whether it'll sell out before the event or the last night, I can't predict. Okay. If, um, I think if you want to come, it would be smart to buy them now rather than right. show up. Um, and the tickets start at only $25 and you can, it's an incredible show. It's at least three hours every time. Um, there's 27 or 28 songs and all these different artists. And one of the cool things is, although it's, um, it's pretty much all Dick's music from all his famous recordings and it's all the people he's worked with. Um, but it's also the, collaboration between all these different musicians and and when you have Mark Farner all of a sudden on stage with Susie Quattro it's a whole new music event it's Mm -hmm. it's actually stimulating and exciting from moment to moment 
Wow. I And yeah, you, you get a night uh, out, first of all, in Detroit, and you get to watch 30 amazing musicians That's incredible. for either, you know, from $25 to 75. And then, of course, if you want the VIP packages, it's a little bit more. But that is an amazing night. Yeah, it's incredible. And tell us what, where does the money go? Mm-hmm. What's the money used for? All the money, all of the profits go to our music therapy programs for children in hospitals. We create programs for uh, hospitals, particularly right now, our special hospitals for this year are Early Children's Hospital in Flint because those children are suffering from the effects of lead in their water. And uh, the uh, music therapy reduces those effects tremendously, emotionally, functionally, physically. Um, and also we support Beaumont Children's Hospital in Detroit. We, we support others also, but we actually are the funds go to buy musical instruments for each hospital, but they also go to hire a board-certified music therapist. That is someone who's trained in many areas. They're trained in musical performance, music education, uh, physiology, using your um, uh, body, uh, how, how the body works. I'm sorry, I've got a call interrupting and cutting you out. And um, it, uh, it's extraordinary. These people come in with passion for children and play music with them and for them. And if, if a child can't come out, if they have a problem with uh, uh, any um, bacteria, the, the music therapist will suit up and go into their rooms, even one place to one child just Aww. to entertain them and give them relief. It's so beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, I, I read on your, I think it was on your website, this uh, statement that I, I want to read because I just thought it was beautiful, but it said, music empowers, creativity enriches lives. We bring the healing powers of music to life. And I just thought that is just beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, the the other you. thing I wanted to uh, ask about this event is um, the money. I noticed like last, was it last year? You guys donated up to $20,000 to Beaumont, right? From what yes. I heard. So if people can't go to the show, though, how can they donate? Just go on your website or what website would it be? Is it the Desert Dreams? Yes. Yeah, also on our website, the one you mentioned, dwrtc.org, which stands for Dick Wagner, Remember the Child.org. Um, that also has a donate page, and you can actually click and just donate whatever you want. All of it goes to our programs, and we really appreciate everyone's support. Perfect. Thank you. And and it's right here at home in Michigan. So, yeah. um, I mean, the sh- in Michigan. yeah, and the show, again, for the price, the, the talent that you're going to see, it, it's it's like a free show, really. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the money's going for such a great cause. It's amazing value. It's incredible. And, and, and there are some VIP tickets. I don't know how many right. are left. There aren't too many. But the VIP tickets give you a meet and greet with the artist also oh, wow. and they also give you this oh. incredibly good um gift bag full of things like cds and posters and programs and oh it's one of the best gift bags <laughs> i've ever seen and um but you get to meet the artists and get their autographs and um how wonderful uh, it, and, if, and if you do the highest level vip you actually also get inv- invited to a private rehearsal with the band with all the musicians Oh, that's wow. so cool. Wow. That is really, really yeah. cool. So I have question. Yeah. I have a question kind of pre predating this event. Um, how you in I read online that you met Dick Wagner through Alice Cooper, correct? Yeah. So how yeah. how did that all transpire? Because you have have quite the relationship over over quite a amount of years that you've worked together and and known each other. How did that how did that whole thing transpire and how did you go from just knowing each other to getting into a business relationship? Well, I'll start for a moment with Alice Cooper because I knew Alice 
in uh, from the early mid like 1974 on, I knew Alice really well. And he called me into the studio in 1977 in Los Angeles, where I was living, to um, sing on an album. And um, in the studio were Alice and Dick Wagner and uh, Bernie Taupin, from who is uh, Elton John's writing partner, and uh, David Foster, the producer. And I mean, I, I was pretty blown away by the company I was in. And they, um, uh, that's how I met Dick. We immediately became friends. We stayed in touch, lost touch. We got back in touch. And then eventually he came out to uh, Arizona, where I was living, to record an album and asked me to come in and sing again. And we just started hanging out. I ended up just you know spending a lot of time in, in which he decided that we would be great business partners. We enhanced each other's skills, and uh, so he asked me to be his business partner and uh, also his manager wow. of his career. And you, um, I also read that you you studied, um, you were a voice major in college. I was. I was a voice major, so my uh, I actually you know sang everything opera, um, you know Italian arias, French bergeret, all that. Wow. stuff and uh but at night i was working in rock and roll clubs having wow. both extremes it was great so i loved it so when you were in college studying music because part of our our show um the segment that you're on right now is we explore how people get to where they're at um you know how they take their hobbies or their passion or their dreams and pursue them and get to where they're at but you were in, in college um majoring in in voice performance or, and you were in songwriting mm -hmm. and everything else was your intent to uh, become a, a, a performer, a singer full time, or did you think you would end up on the business side of the industry? Well, um, at the time, I think I just, you know, loved music and I really, my favorite thing was doing backup vocals. I really never, felt like I wanted to be a, a lead artist. I just, mm -hmm. that wasn't my goal. I always adored singing harmonies and working in groups. And I, I ended up, because of my training and being able to sight read when I was in LA, I was able to work with people doing songs in, that are really complex, like Manhattan transfer type material. And I just adored that. So that was my first goal. But I've always had kind of a right brain, left brain um, ability to, to move between business and uh, logic and creativity. Well, you got Very the best of both worlds yeah. then. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's yeah. really hard though. Singing, I mean, I can't harmonize to save my life. And I, you know, that's, that's extremely difficult. <laughs> so then it, at what yeah. point did you sort of transition and, and, you know, head more towards the business side of of things of the music industry well it's funny because somewhere in the middle there i ended up going into business of um creating products for the music industry and i ended up doing everything from um manufacturing and branding and marketing of products uh we made miniatures of musical instruments tiny two-inch guitars saxophones, clarinets, all kinds of stuff called Future Primitive. We were the first company to ever even create that, and we sold it into 50 countries around the world. But we started with just an idea and then having to figure out how to make it and design it and then mass produce them and then market them into other countries. So I found that I had the ability to um, create as an entrepreneur um, and we started a second business also, which was called OmniMount, which OmniMount is in almost every recording studio and um, broadcast studio anyway now. And it's mounting assemblies for hanging speakers and televisions and count, uh, anything you want to mount from a ceiling or wall or console. Um, and so I had, I developed a lot of business experience in um, startup of an idea into pulling it into an actual company and then evolving it into a lasting, enduring company, which is even harder. And so it was the same logic going into music business. I still had to 
uh, think on my feet and be creative. It's still branding. It's still marketing. Um, it's still continuous rapid fire decisions and a lot, a lot of details above all to be an entrepreneur in anything, whether it's music or, um, or manufacturing, it's still, uh, attention to detail above all. Wow. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's really interesting because, um, so basically what you're saying is that whether you're pursuing a career as a musician and on stage, it requires the same, the same, uh, goals and the same, um, characteristics and traits is if you were going to just, if you were going to start a business doing something different. I mean, it's all really the same foundation requires the same thing. Yeah, that's ideal because if you can market yourself, you become, you have a much better chance of breaking out because you can be incredibly talented. And we all know so many people are out there that are really talented, but you also have to get discovered somehow. And um, by doing a lot of marketing and getting your name out and by um, networking with other people, you have a much better chance. You still have that factor of luck of being in the right place at the right time. But the more the more often you're in the right place at the right time, the better chance you have of succeeding. And that's true of any business, whether it's music or not. So I also encourage people to write well, not just music, which is important, but if you learn how to write uh, and express yourself, I mean, most of what I do, uh, not most, but a huge part of what I do is writing all the time, like writing all that material. Thank you for liking that phrase that I, how I describe the music therapy program, but also all the, all that stuff in there has to be written by someone. And if you don't have to hire a professional writer, you save a lot of money. So if you're in school, take great writing courses, creative writing, technical writing, journalism, all that stuff. Learn how to um, use grammar well and uh, express yourself concisely, but in a way that it's really appealing to people. That's real. That was really important for me in succeeding in anything I've done. Wow, that's really good advice. I've not heard anyone no, say I've that. Never heard that's really say interesting. That. That's a good point because through through writing and through your words is how you can connect and create that emotional connection with people. That's really interesting. Exactly. And today more than ever because we have social media and websites where we communicate. People read about you before they meet you and if you can communicate who you are what you've done um, and inspire them in some way you have a chance of of getting noticed wow great advice yeah that's great advice were you a songwriter no i was never a songwriter that's just interesting i'm such a strong writer but i never have written songs and and dick always thought i could but we were always too busy so i didn't I think you could definitely. I mean, just hearing you talk, it's <laughs> so is the is your company. I mean, one of the, the companies that you were partner um, with Dick Wagner is the Desert uh, Dreams, right? Yes. Was correct. that the, OK? And is it is that company still, um, you know, are you still running that company? Is that are you still involved in it? I am. If we're not particularly active. Um, with it right now at all, although we have a, a lot of songs in the company. But um, I'm really primarily now it's the uh, Dick Wagner Remember the Child Fund that is my has my full attention. And that that other company because he's not here, um, we did a lot of shows through Desert Dreams, and we did a, we wrote the book, we wrote his right. book, and we um, uh, published it and did book tours and all kinds of activities. So really the focus now is on the fund in his honor. And it sounds like, um, yeah, you have your hands full between that, um, two other companies. <laughs> I, mean, I know, geez. I'm insane. I am completely insane. Well, when so, is your um, book coming mm-hmm. out? That's what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Dick always said. You got to write a book. I said, oh my God, I don't have time. He said, well, let's write one together. I, we were going to. But we didn't get to. Um, although I did edit his fabulous uh, uh, biography, autobiography, which is called "Not Only Women Bleed." It's right. absolutely great. It's hilarious. It's touching. It's honest. He was 
very pure of heart and very honest. So his writing, and he was a great writer. He, oh, wow. um, his, his book is just very entertaining. It's a page turner. I actually had people say, I've never read a book in my life. This was the first book I ever read and I couldn't put it down. Wow. I thought that was a funny thing to say. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, we, we have a lot of fun with these projects. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I met, um, I, th- I think it was when I, the first time I had met you and, uh, I was performing and, um, you and Dick came out and brought the book. And so we actually have a signed copy of it at home. So, That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, it was, that was really fun. Yeah. It was Marshall Black from yep. Real to Real that, um, that introduced us. Yeah. Yep. Introduced us. Actually, the first time yep. you met Dick Wagner, though, um, was in Saginaw. I yeah. Think we went to were, dinner. Yep. Yep. Again, that was another Marshall Black thing. So yep. if you're listening, Marshall, thank you. <laughs> um, well, Marshall is great. Marshall is wonderful. And he was like our, our best friend and is our best friend. And we spent a lot of time at his house staying there he always welcomed us and recording there and the two of them would get up in the middle of the night and record or be in the kitchen reading refrigerator marshall and, Dick. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then one night marshall said oh well um let's just go out and have a drink and that's how we ended up uh at that fabulous place and saw you rocky you were just great and um <laughs> we loved your show and we loved all the people there we made you know friends that have been friends forever from that. Yeah. Well, we we ended up when we found out um, when Marshall, um, I think he called me that day and said you guys were going to be in town and possibly coming up there because you were on a book tour. That's when we we called the owner of the venue and set up a table and had you guys, I I don't think you guys were planning on uh, selling books that selling night, but signing, I know, yeah. I know you did. There were <laughs> no, a lot of, a lot no, of excited we people. But we had them in the trunk, so that was fortunate because when you're touring, <laughs> they're always there. So, so yeah, it was really fun that we were able to share that with you guys. Worked out great. So, um, anything else for you, Rocky? I think I'm I'm pretty excited about the show coming up. So. Yeah, I am too. So <laughs> once again, this is the third annual Dick Wagner Remember the Child Memorial Concert. It's, it's on Mar- March 24th, and it's um at the Motor City Casino at the um Sound Soundboard Showroom. Yes, and the oh. um you can purchase tickets, which you should because the last couple of shows have been sold out. It's you can go to www dot org slash tickets. And again, the um uh. It, that stands for Dick Wagner, Remember the Child, in case um, you didn't catch that. But you can also go to the Nooner page and uh, remember, it's you can get tickets for $25. They go up to $75. And for that amount of money, you get a great night out in Detroit. And you're going to listen to 30 amazing, amazing, like the best talent mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, and all of the proceeds go to the charity. Yes, which is music therapy and uh, for the kids in the hospital. So it's a great cause, great musicians, great music. Um, they also have VIP packages for $120 to $150. That includes meet and greet. Um, you can get you get gift bags with CDs, posters. You can get autographs. So great night, March 24th. Um, and a great cause. A great cause, too. Absolutely. And it's all local. I mean, support it. It's all Michigan. Pearly Hospital it and is. Flint. I want to I mention one more thing because sure. I just remembered. We, um, PBS, uh, DPTV, is going to broadcast our first Dick Wagner concert, oh. or at least some of it on March 21st at 9 p.m. So oh. um, it'll be throughout your area. And um, I'm going to actually bring Mark Farner from Grand Funk and uh, a couple more of the great people who performed in that show who are also performing in our next show. I'm bringing them down to the studio where we'll all be live talking about the concert and, you know, laughing and sharing crazy oh. stories and everything. So tune in the PBS on uh, March 21st and you'll you'll uh, also get a little taste of our first concert. Oh, wow. great. And that's um, 9 p.m., right? 9 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And and again, it's it's, you know, the home 
of Dick Wagner, the late Dick Wagner. Yep. It's Michigan based. So uh, made in Michigan right here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fantastic. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about this. And then the other thing I'm really excited about too is, is there's a, a silent auction that's going to happen that night as well, right? Yeah. We have a guitar signed by the Hollywood vampires, which I is uh, Johnny Depp, Cooper and Joe Perry. Um, we have a guitar signed by Alice Cooper. We have um guitar signed by Kid Rock, Mark Farner. Wow. I think we're getting from Bob Seeger also. Wow. Um, we also have sports packages and sports memorabilia signed by celebrities. And uh, we have a, a hot air balloon ride. We have a really cool auction. It's definitely something exciting in addition to this great concert. How fantastic. Wow. Um, well, thank you again for your time. I'm looking forward to the show. Um, is there anything else? Any what what advice would you give aspiring musicians, Susan, based on everything you, you know, you've seen, you've dealt with, you've experienced, you've learned? Um, practice your craft. Always get better and better at your instrument. Uh, play. As, as often as you can or all day. I mean, the, the people who become the best guitarists, for example, have a guitar in their hand all day. The people who become the best singers study voice and sing all the time because the voice is, is a, a muscle and you develop that muscle so that you can really uh, rely on it as an instrument and develop your, your tone and flexibility and control. Um, and also perform everywhere you can, even if it's, if you're starting out, it doesn't matter if it's a grocery store or wherever, you know, go to, um, right. in your home play, but the more you perform, the more you have command of an audience and you learn how to deal with everybody from your passionate fans to the hecklers and, yeah. and wow. how to uh, be poised and strong on stage uh, and compelling. So, so that's my advice. Practice study your craft and perform. Wow. Thank you. Great, great <laughs> advice. Did you Thank hear that, you Rocky? So I got it. You got it? I got it. 100%. Yeah. Thank you again, Susan. Thank you so much for your time. Um, we will keep this posted and keep promoting it. And I'm really excited about it. Um, and hopefully I'll get to run into you that night. I'm sure you'll be very busy. So, um, but again, thank you. I would you. love it. So. That be- and that's really it. Thank you. forward to it. And Seeing you. We're going to go ahead and uh, close the show today with a couple of Dick Wagner songs. And uh, that this was Susan Michelson, and she is uh, the founder and producer of the Dick Wagner Remember the Child Memorial Concert, calling us from Arizona today. So enjoy the rest okay. of your day. I know it's probably probably very busy for you. <laughs> it's very busy. <laughs> I can you. only imagine. All right. Thank you, Susan. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was a fantastic. That was incredible. Wow. Interview. She's an amazing lady. Yeah. I can't wait to see her. You know, and the other thing I also read before we um, wrap up here is that she speaks like four different languages. Oh, I know. Including Italian. I know. Yeah. Which, you guys could have had a whole yeah. secret conversation behind my back right there. Right <laughs> oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's Thank you so much, Susan. Uh, I can't lady. wait for the show. But right, anyway. Well, well, we send off. Um, don't forget that sometimes your only available transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith with us. Happy hump day. Mama, make me smile. Rock me in your arms a little while. ABC, me crying. Won't you love your child? EFG, I'm sorry. Daddy, take my hand Tell me what I've done so bad EFG, I wonder Why are you so mad? Don't you love me, Dad? Cross my i
back in Saginaw, Michigan. But in 1968, when I was working with the Frost, I wrote the music for this song, and uh, I wrote some very, um, they were terrible lyrics, I hated the song, so it kind of sat around until 1975. That was the year I got together with Alice Cooper, and uh, we were sitting around one day and I played him this music. And he said, boy, those are lousy lyrics. And I said, yeah. Yeah, they sure are. But he had a title and an idea for a song. And so we sat down about 20 minutes. We wrote this song, and it was a major hit in 1975. And it's been recorded by 20 different artists since then. So it's become kind of a standard. Um, and really, it was the first song dealing with domestic violence. So I'm kind of proud of the message and what this song means and what it's meant. So it's called Only Women Bleed.
wise woman to take his seed. He's got the power, she's got the need.
Thank you. Thank you. That's only women bleed. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Thank you. To any of you folks out there who bought that record, thank you very much. You paid for this guitar. And I appreciate it.